0: Well, hello there to the people of Cheshire, our wonderful listeners. This is Jonathan Starkey, your absolutely fabulous digital landlord. And I'm here this evening with my very, very good friends, or should I say,
1: quote, unquote. Hey, say hello, Stats. Hello. How are we? All alright? I think so. Oh, let me not forget a big, massive hello to all our lovely listeners, aren't there? Indeed. And to Mr. Trevor Nichols. Say hello, sir
2: sir and good evening gentlemen and good evening
0: to the rest of the world rest of the world row okay and i suppose we have to yeah. right, we're going to have to say hello <laughs> to that all-rounder and we're talking about his waist 360 say hello steve
3: good evening gentlemen and hello to all our wonderful listeners across the world it's a good evening from raven your wonderful cheshire Masses. Official pinup.
0: All right. Okay, yeah, what? No, I, do you know what? Trevor, are you about to go in the sim bin already?
2: Yeah, it's a. I'm going to have to uh, get a new. <laughs> oh, beep. <laughs> a new webcam. Beep.
0: Okay, all right. Well, uh, we're going to have to that one out. <laughs> I'll be absolutely certain of it. Right, well, here we are. We're going to go for the landlord's uh, pick of the week. And this is, I don't, I know everybody's laughing at that. I mean, I did, couldn't get my finger to the button quick enough. For, you know, what can you I do? do when I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's because of you. But this is Trevor, the gazelle.
3: What oh, see favouritism. Oh, yeah, there is. There is a no favouritism.
0: Cuckoo, baby. <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> right, well, the good news is, is Nanzenin Zagari Ratcliffe is back home now. Who? But she was criticising the government, said It took them six years to get her out, and they could have got her out six years earlier. Sounds about right with this government. No? Ex-KGB agent met Boris Johnson at Italian party. It never stops with Boris and these Russians, does it? And he's got backup because British law firms are helping oligarchs avoid legitimate media scrutiny. How about that? I bet they are, yeah. Well, it's just that the, the libel laws in this country are very... Very vicious. And especially if you've got money and you go to the magic circle, they know exactly how to p- apply the pressure. Now, yes. this is one for Steve. Britain, Brexit Britain, do you like Britain? Yes? sees 1.2 billion surge in emerging industry as revenue jumps 13%. Right. But, well, we're we'll talking... Industry was this. <laughs> We're talking about the music, music. industry.
3: Yes, I, re- I raised this. I saw this straight away. My first point of uh, interest on that was who's actually benefiting.
0: Well, I can tell you now that the money is coming out of this country and going back out. And it's going into other countries, not staying
1: here. Go ahead, Mark. Are we just claiming a recovery from COVID as a win, are we now? Yeah, yeah. we are. Okay. We are. not sure what that's got to do with Brexit. But
0: no. Uh,
1: Plans to cap UK
0: MPs' earnings from second jobs dropped. Well, we knew that was coming, didn't we? Yeah, it was a given. Uh, Absolutely. When you actually look at the modus operandi of any political party... It's a cesspit. It's a cesspit. You just accept it. The first point is, yes, we know what you're talking about, and they try to tough it out. That's what they do. The second thing is, when that fails, toughen it out... They promise to change things. Oh, with inquiries and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah. Oh, lessons learned. Mm. And precisely as this story has actually proven, the third thing is you wait for a period of time and then water down or drop the changes when the caravan has moved on. How mm. about that? Like party gate. Yes. Like a lot of things. So you look at it. Now, another piece of good news Beavers are native in London again for the first time in 400 years. What about that? Well, that's
3: interesting. I did see this uh, story that the beaver is now back in London, big time. And uh, we were supporting uh, the campaign for, you know, the return of the beaver in the countryside. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to pass any more comments on that. Um, The DWP set to close 41 UK offices with thousands of jobs at risk. Thousands, thousands to the DWP. Tories block law to name and shame water companies that kill animals with sewage. Go ahead.
3: Just on the DWP issue, I hope those people who are losing their jobs are going to be treated well by their fellow colleagues at the DWP.
0: When they're going to the job (laughs) centres. Yeah,
3: you know, because let's face it, a lot of people when they go to the DWP are not always treated well.
0: No, so, and it cost them, cost them quite a bit of money to do it with the telephone calls and everything that they have to go through. That's true. Well, MPs again, no more expense scandals. They're now business costs. That's what they're going to be termed, business costs. Okay. Not expenses, so, business costs. I
3: oh, see, so oh, MPs right. so are they'll now, be getting the same. businesses now are the MPs. Yeah, yeah go benefits ahead, Trevor.
0: Raven interrupted you. Yeah,
2: I'm just saying they'll be getting the same benefits. as a self-employed then?
0: Yep. All going to be business expenses now. After seven weeks, Scotland Yard's Partygate probe gets more staff. So it's probably those people that are being let off from the DWP are now going to help the police. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry, Uh,
1: I could solve this. Were there more than six people in the room at any one time? I think there were. Well, I think the police on the gate would have counted how many went in, so it's a given. I don't see it's, why. I, I,
0: I don't understand why. To find a way out. Why do they need more resources when they know exactly what went on? Yes. Um, the Equalities Minister says children should not be forced to take the knee. How about that? They're right, they shouldn't. Somebody, Absolutely. Yeah, somebody telling the truth. And are you bored of publishing clickbait? Are you? So whenever you go on to, say, for example, the Cheshire Live website,
1: I don't because of it. Yeah.
0: Well, Steve? Oh, well, to be honest with you, actually, you're,
3: you raised an interesting point here because I'll give you an example. That's right. because
0: I'm an interesting, articulate and very intelligent man. Well, no, I'm talking about the issue.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've actually seen uh, the Chester Standard online, right, repeatedly put posts up such as what the latest special offers are on in, you know, Lidl and Aldi in the third aisle. Now, this is classed as news.
0: All right, okay.
3: I don't think uh, the people in uh, Cheshire have any interest in that being reported as news, because it isn't. So our uh, uh, journalism locally is now being brought into question. I, I seriously believe that. Brought into question. It's garbage, mate. It's
0: garbage. Yeah, it's absolutely mm-hmm.
3: garbage. Well, I mean, some of the things
2: in uh, the little middle aisle, and that's certainly in the Aldi's middle aisle, are definitely debatable. <laughs> I saw an advert the other day a bloke went in for a loaf and come out with a surfboard
0: <laughs> okay, That's okay. what I'm talking about uh, My final, final pick from what I saw going on is that the government reveals that none of the Prime Minister's phone messages prior to April 2021 are available
2: That's a shock <laughs> How about that? Oh, that must be like all the files on the paedophiles that went missing and mm. all them things like that. It's funny how they just, have, it must be like a bit of a bemoody triangle, that government.
1: Indeed, well, indeed. Maybe someone will find them in like 70 years or something.
0: Ah, yeah. Mm. Well, okay, we're going to move on. And the first story of the evening, the first national, well, it's going to be the only national if we manage to actually get this down to 30 minutes, Steve.
3: It's you, you're rambling on all the time. You won't let anybody get in. You wanna well, get on with it.
0: It's going to be it's going to be about, <laughs> oh, about... half waffle. <laughs> waffle. Waffle. Get some syrup. Central bank digital currencies. And we're gonna let the gazelle lead on this one and then join in a little bit with them. Go ahead.
2: Yes, thank you, Jonathan. As you know, it's quite close to my heart, this subject. So tonight I want to discuss Joe Biden signing off an executive order to explore whether the central bank should jump into, uh, into and create its own digital currency. Yes. Yeah. Well, 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 there's a thing, isn't it? Various governments around the world, including our own, have been putting obstacles in the way for years to try and stop the rise of gigantic proportions that they are of Bitcoin trading and other cryptocurrencies. Okay. Yeah, the, the banks themselves have been curbing ways of buying crypto by banning credit card purchases. And now they're also trying to stop your own money from your, from your own accounts to, to purchase these currencies. The, the, fa- the fact is that the dollar is collapsing. Okay. Another other fiat currencies, they're also in trouble. You've got Turkey. They're struggling at the moment with the, I think it's Turkish lira. You've got Iran and even the euro. Okay. Some countries have already adopted their own digital currencies like the Bahamas, Nigeria, uh, Antigua, and, and even the Swiss National Bank. Oh, OK. They, yeah, I mean, the other ones are probably smaller banks, as we know, but, or smaller countries, as I should say, but even Switzerland is now in its second phase, uh, known as Project Halvetica, it's called. All, all all these problems with the, the dollar and other Fiat currencies, which are obviously the the currencies of the currencies of the countries, uh-huh. they all come about because of quantitative easing. They've been printing trillions and trillions of paper currencies, bringing down the value of them. This will come back to bite and big style with high inflations over the involved countries. So we've always been doing that. It's going to come back uh, massively on um, interest, right. Interest payments, okay. yeah, just high interest rates. The other countries will also be hit very hard and just, just watch that evolve, you know, the, the EU section.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, because I've been watching this for a long while. The US, they've been dissing cryptocurrencies for years because they're frightened of its popularity. And yet, you know, they're now looking to, to set up its own digital system. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the latest comment coming from the US government now is that they, they are concerned that Russia may be using crypto to evade sanctions. You know, all the war yeah. sanctions we've got on at the yeah. minute.
1: Convenient excuse. Yeah, convenient. It's
2: very convenient, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, in general, you'll find that they don't deal with companies involved in supporting the goods to Russia. They don't pay them in cryptos anyway, so so that doesn't, uh, that doesn't add up and it doesn't stand. Yeah. Now, some facts that, in my opinion, are the reason for their fear There's around... These are off um, surveys what have been done in America. Is around 16% of adult Americans or 40 million of them that have invested in crypto. And this 43%, this is massive, this, of men aged 18 to 29 have put their money into crypto.
0: Now, why would they do that, Trevor?
2: Well, they're doing it because they know that the value, certainly of the dollar, is plummeting because they've printed Trillions and trillions of, of of extra dollars, and all that's going to do is raise inflation, and it lowers it lowers the value of the dollar. And in every, any country that's doing it, the euro's been been printing money for for years now over this yeah. um, this uh, COVID time.
0: So, because of quantitative easing, inflation was bound to go up.
2: Inflation was bound to go up, yeah, okay. and that that's happening now. You can see that going on all over the place. And what's been happening is people are putting the money into cryptos because, like, they can regulate banks and everything. They can't regulate crypto because it's uh, it's done through a a blockchain. And they've tried regulating it, and they can't do it. So they've tried to ban it. They, they can't ban it because it just moves from country to country. So basically,
0: so, so basically, they can't beat them. They have to join them.
2: They have to join them, yeah. So at the minute, we've got more than 100 countries have begun or are piloting. Their own digital sovereign currency. Now, my big question on this is what now for the euro? Okay. I have stated, I've stated on this podcast many times, that the euro is going to collapse by 2030. I've been saying that for years. So it's a matter of watching space.
0: And that will have a major effect upon us. Yeah. A major effect. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, of course it will. I mean, if Switzerland are doing it, and Switzerland are one of the biggest financial countries in the world. If Switzerland are looking at it, it's going to be done. What's happening is that America, they've been saying this for years because they're the, they're the, um, the major currency, aren't they? And they're failing because China, China's got its own crypto system as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And what's happening is they're, they're frightened. The U S is frightened that, that China is going to take over the world. um, Trading. Yeah. Gotcha. That's That's what they're frightened of.
0: So the cryptocurrency becomes the dominant currency. It becomes
2: a dominant currency, yeah, and they don't want that. So what they're going to do now is they're going into, into cryptocurrency itself, but they're going to regulate it and program it, which is frightening.
0: Yeah, that's, that's oh. the issue. Can I bring Steve in here? and then
2: bring Yes, certainly, in, yeah, yeah.
0: And Mark wants to uh, have a word as well. Go ahead, Steve.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Trevor, this is very much an interesting subject, which I've been following for years, um, perhaps from a slightly different angle as well. Uh, in relation to the use of data. And the reason is this. Um, I actually find elements of this quite concerning. And one of the areas which I find worrying, shall we say, is the fact that when we had proper currency from the banks, the banks had to have collateral gold, silver property. Yeah, which was the gold standard. To to back the currency. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, most banks uh, have nothing. So they're just printing the money you know the it's right. just it's quantitative easing is going on massively like Trevor is saying and has yeah. been for for quite some time now so it's devaluing the currency even more so because the currency is actually worthless the banks are running a lie it's as simple as that the banks have nothing so what's going to happen is this and this is my take on it and I find it quite concerning is the extensive use of data because the currency is changing. And it's not just changing from the currency we now know and understand, the pound, et cetera, the dollar, et cetera. It's moving not only to a, it's a digital currency, but the real currency that's going to be traded is you. Yep. And the reason I say that is for the new digital currency to operate, the security that that currency has to have is being able to ensure that the user of the currency is who they say they are, which brings to the fore the desire and need for extraneous collections of data, whether it's biometrics, fingerprints, eye scans, facial recognition, all sorts of profiling data, because the real commodity and the real currency that's being traded under the new system is you. Go ahead, Mark. I feel there's an aspect yeah.
1: of, of power, and they seem to be losing it. It's the decentralization of the currency, similar, okay. similar to what's happening with the media. So they're in panic now. And as Trevor said, they're making their moves. Um, on the, the G7 said last year they were launching their policy principles for retail digital bank currencies. Uh, in 2021, June, uh, Bank de France successfully conducted a central bank digital currency experiment. Germany's banking industry. Their largest associations for the first time laid out a vision for their design of the digital euro. And then, we, as Trevor mentioned, our Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, was quoted in an article of The Telegraph, and he said this, digital cash can be programmed to ensure it can be only spent on essentials or goods that an employer or government deems to be sensible. So as we've discussed before, this is the social credit system, isn't it? This is dangerous. This yeah, is dangerous. Where, this the, is dangerous. where, where the decision on, on how you spend your money or not, well, let's say money, government vouchers, is made by people who couldn't run a bath, never mind a country. And I think it's, uh, you know, they could link this up to the vaccine yeah. technology and we could have big problems. Yeah. Just another little example. This could be rolled out to the environment. Oh, it already has done. As MasterCard and the UN have joined forces so to produce a credit card that measures your carbon footprint. And then guess what? Once you reach your limit, no more spending. Wow! Are you telling me they're going to stop? No. With no. this digital currency, there's going to be conditions that say so you can't spend it here, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah, that's the that's the point be, of the programming. No, no, point. We need to decide how we spend our money on. Correct. We earn it. Otherwise, it. you're having your freedoms taken away. Go ahead, Steve. Gone. It's hmm. and then very, Trevor gets the last point.
3: Yeah, it's a very veiled approach to removing freedom of choice that's and it. liberty
0: yeah. per se. Well, I'm going to give trevor the last word on this trevor what what's what's your overall opinion of uh, the well, crypto yeah i'll currency? just
2: I'll just follow up on what Mark said there what happens is if the banks themselves start this digital currency and they start going along that line where you can only purchase certain things um and you you, you the companies et cetera your bosses are gonna start limiting what you're gonna buy. All that will do is increase Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies because people will certainly not go along the lines of agreeing to that what the banks are going to do. All they'll do is they'll just push everybody into cryptocurrencies. That's, that's what I feel.
0: Okay, well, that really nicely rounds up this uh, part of the show, and we're going to start talking about the local things. But before we actually go into this, which is going to be led by Stats, I want to give a response to a drop-in interview that we did with Trish Richards last week. Yes. Now, we're going to have more to say about this. Mm. They were given a question, and as I said on the interview, Steve, Trish Richards is the counsellor for Ward. One of three. One of three. And she said that she was finding it very difficult to hear um, what was going on. But um, she said at first that she was going to give it a go. She did. And then when she found out that it was being recorded, she decided that it was a little bit too much. So I said, okay, we'll actually send you out the email with the questions on it. Now, the questions were, one, given the introduction of the new green bin waste charge, please confirm your position on this, whether or not you support the measure, and how you voted at council for against or abstain second question regarding the new rubble waste charge at the council waste and recycling centers from the 1st of April 2022 please confirm your position on this whether or not you support this measure and how you voted at council for against or abstain and the third question will you assure Blake and residents that no further additional separation of services will take place from the current remit of council tax provision, especially for those vulnerable residents dependent on support services. And that question was put to all three councillors. From myself as a Blaken resident. It, that's right. And this was the answer, and we've only had one answer, and this is from what? Trish. Um, one, one answer really? from Trish Richards. You said there was three in Blaken. Yes. Yep. Okay. And her answer to all three questions, not separated, is simply this. Dear Mr Starkey, as a Labour councillor, I support local Labour policies, decisions, and vote for Labour-backed motions at council meetings. I support the Labour group for the benefit of residents in the borough. Regards, Trish. Now, that was not really what I would consider to be a very clear and concise answer. Steve.
3: Right. Where do you start? Because I'm going to run with this big time. I'm actually going to follow up on this in a number of ways, and there's a reason for this. First of all, as far as I'm concerned, we have three councillors, allegedly, in Blaken. One has responded. And the reason I decided to put this out to Blaken councillors was because I see one councillor frequently, and it's Trish Richards, uh, regurgitating messages on a frequent basis from the council. However, I've noticed increasingly that whenever any question is put out there, there is a reluctance to answer.
1: Now, it took Or to give a private view.
3: That's right. That's a very important point. It's always a party line,
1: isn't it? It's never... Yeah. yeah. Now,
3: yeah. I actually found this very serious because I believe that when issues arise at local level, which impact on the community, whether financially or in any other capacity, you're entitled to ask the view of your local councillor and simply not to have a response saying they support the local council. There's there's a couple of things, very quickly, I'm not going to go on too much about this, but there's two very important points. She didn't actually say she voted for or against them. She simply said, I support local Labour policies. Now, th-
0: is that supporting the residents? Because what if the residents disagree with the Labour policy? That's Indeed.
3: exactly the point I'm coming to, guys, because... Um, It's what
2: what she didn't say about the three questions. There were no answers. That's right.
3: right. Now, the the important point for me in all of this is twofold. Firstly, we appear to have one particular councillor who is indicating from the response that she will vote for Labour policies irrespective. Mm. That's how it comes across.
1: She'll vote with the whip. But at least we know what she thinks, but what about the other two? Well, we don't know. We don't know. They were
3: aware
0: of it. They did receive the emails. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. And secondly, this is the big one for me, for Blaken residents and residents across Chester, right? And it's this. I asked Trish Richards to give an assurance to Blaken residents that important services to vulnerable residents would not be the subject of the same processes such as the green bin tax, which has been taken out of the council remit and now the subject of an additional charge. My concern is for such as transport for disabled children, lots of other services for the elderly, vulnerable people. Are people now going to be faced with bills for those services? Because as I said at the council meeting months ago, this set a precedent with green bin tax. Now we're seeing the rubble tax... Right, and everything else, these people have set a very dangerous precedent and no assurance is seemingly being given.
0: Well, the other thing is, and just to wrap that up before we go on to the other local story, which is about Cheshire West. Okay, mm. Quite simply, if you're not able to give your own standing on an issue, then that means that a very small core of the Labour group are deciding for all areas in which Labour councillors are voted in.
3: And it means in Blaken you don't have any real representation.
0: Well, that's the other point. So there needs to be a joining up of the dots here. So does that mean that the executive in Cheshire West Labour Group are actually controlling everything for every Labour area in Cheshire West? Well,
3: on this basis, it would potentially appear to be the case.
0: Well, that's the point that I'm, on, I'm going to take up with Our Lady Louise Gittins, Councillor Gittins. And uh, if there is any further reticence to speak to us about these matters, well, then obviously we'll have to actually get more inventive about the way that we deal with it. Indeed. Is that all right? Well,
2: well, t- well what, I, what I've done as well, Jonathan, as you've known on um, my campaign campaign, In Warrington, we had 40, 44, 45 Labour councillors at one time. Yep. And as I put out and pointed out to all the constituencies, all the constituents, you've got a committee of 10 people that are making the decisions, and you've got 33 nodding dogs. Now, this has just just highlighted it. Perfectly, uh, because you've got this same system in Chester. You've got a committee that make the decisions, and the rest of them are just nodding dogs. Away they go. Yep. Well,
0: them. and it will be the same with the Conservatives, and it will be the same with the other parties. The only yes, thing—the totally only thing really. that you, where you get a, a true representation of it's the a, views is independent, in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, and the Raven Looney Party.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Mark. This is your problem with political parties. I'd like it to be what them to. You know, councillors to work for the constituents, yeah. but it's all about the party agenda and and the party line, and well that's just been proven. They won't shift from that, no matter what residents. Well, say,
0: the, so. the, the the problem that they're going to have now is is that we're going to expose the fact that they're actually voting on a whip. Now, I'm going to make it a point to each of these political parties in Cheshire West and Cheshire East that if their councillors are not sufficiently well versed in the subjects to do with Cheshire West and they're not able to answer questions put to them, which they should know, I mean, because that's not a difficult question. No, it's unacceptable. It's, it's, response. it's, it's unacceptable. It's not a difficult question. They're happy to vote for imposing the charge, but to actually say, like, for example, uh, Carol Garn said, I'm not in a position to speak. She's still not in a position to speak now.
1: No, well, I do many know. weeks later.
0: Know. You know, so, as it is, they should be well-versed in anything and everything to do with what's going on that council. I'm not saying that they have to know every nook and cranny, because especially some of the economic side of council and the way that the council's treasury works, I mean, it is baffling. It's complex. It's very complex. We
3: appreciate that. But the bottom
0: line you're raising here, Jonathan, which we're all talking
3: about, is... Actually, if you're going to claim on election leaflets to represent people, that means engaging with everybody, justifying what you're voting for, explaining it, and actually, on occasions, you should stand up for the residents, even if it means going against your party and what the council Correct. is proposing. Correct. If you really Excellent out there point. for representing people. Excellent point. I see one
1: or two things happening here. Either they are versed in the subject and they're not willing to discuss it, or they're not. Either one isn't good. They either know what they're talking about and they don't want to discuss it or they don't know what they're talking about, basically. Well, in that case, let's wrap that one up because we're actually
0: going to be carrying on that conversation.
2: That's uh, going to run. That's it's going to run. run.
0: And it's going to run against, against all councillors in Cheshire West and Cheshire East and the other boroughs as well within Warrington. Going to start asking some very serious questions. Now we're going to go over to Stats, and he's got another
1: very interesting local point to make. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you very much, John. Yes, this was a freedom of information request that was done by The Guardian. Now, I know we don't normally take them seriously, but...
0: Well, they always tell the truth, though.
1: But the information from the FOI might be true. And it was this. More than 14,000 working days have been missed by council staff in Cheshire West and Chester Council, over the last year due to COVID, at a cost of more than 200,000. So if my little quick sum was right, that's 38 years off in one year. Yeah? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> how did we arrive at this? <laughs> Say it again. Well, it was 14,000 working days. Okay. Well, if you divide that by 365. Yeah. That's 38 years. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's another take on it. That's another take, isn't it? Yeah. But what was your what was yours? Like five and a half days off each. Yeah, something like that. I think there was two thousand six hundred and ten full time staff. That's right. Yeah. My point is, is that it's incredible? If it didn't adversely affect
0: the services that they were delivering. Well, I was going to come to that. (laughs) Well, in that case,
1: then I'll leave you to to come to it. Go ahead they said it didn't really affect the, the services there so can we just get rid of quite, get a, rid of them. quite a lot of staff then and save, no, save let's get money.
0: rid of the politicians because yeah. if there's only a small Apparently core of them, them. You doing actually the d- yeah, yeah. doing the
1: work and controlling what's going on what do we need all the councillors for? Well John, that didn't include people who had to self-isolate without with or without symptoms Alright, okay so it's going to be a lot more than what the FOI actually revealed, isn't it? Ah, yes. So what was the figure Sorry? that it
3: cost the council, Mark? And I don't understand this. Didn't the, ca- the, the Wasn't the it about a quarter of a million, something didn't, like that?
1: 200,564 pence. Well, didn't the government cover this? Pence. I reckon... <laughs> <laughs> I reckon... Uh, is accurate. I think the taxpayer probably funded that, didn't they?
3: Yeah, well, well, like I don't, £6,000 the
1: pounds a meeting.
3: Yeah, the point I'm yeah. making is I don't understand why that cost the council money when the government was giving um, money out to cover this sort of thing. So
0: There's total cost. Well, this is, to the authority was 200000 This is local government accounting. So it, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a minefield. Because I can remember back in the days of Ellesmere Port and Neston Borough Council, whereby you could actually see in the accounts the moving of a desk six feet in a room had a charge applied to it of nearly 600 pounds. To move a desk. To move a desk. And um, we, we were like, we didn't understand, you know, we were looking at it and they said, don't worry about it. It's, that's just, you know, it's just local government accounting.
3: And we're thinking, why? I've got a business idea. It's just come to me. <laughs>
0: Let's move desks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move desks for a living. Especially if you're going to shift it for six, to, you know, six feet. Anyway, go well, on. I tell you
2: what, there must have been some furniture moved in Warrington for one point six billion. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I just yeah. say
3: something here? I just, I want to jump in here. It's actually quite important. There's a lot of people at the council oh, do yeah, a man. lot of good, actually, and I, and I'm a big fan of all the people Name at the them. front line um who do the street cleaning and the, yeah. the bin guys um you know so it's it's not all the same so you know uh, there's a lot of good people in the council i'm a big fan of the people who do the front end jobs
0: yeah go on Mark. just gonna finish with some will you stop banging what the, it's you banging i can hear it that's got to be edited out now i'm just going to edit everything with you. you just said, that's it
1: that's it just go me, on too. Yeah, I'm going to mute him. (laughs) Now, according to the figures, the average length of absence for someone with long COVID was 50 days, with the longest absence being 259 days. Wow. I don't know anybody who's ill with COVID for anywhere near that long. I'm sorry. I'm not saying they weren't. Uh, No. But it just seems like the people in the council haven't got the best immune systems, have they? No. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm. One for the director Mm -hmm. of health there.
0: Yeah, one for the, one for the money and one for the road.
1: <laughs> so we'll right. let the
3: listeners
0: make their own minds up. W- w- yeah, indeed,
1: what's going on? with I'm going to make sure that just all seems the like councillors. A lot of absences, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, I'm going to make sure all the councillors get this get this talk that we've just had this evening about these local subjects. Anyway, we're moving on, and we're going to go to the public figure, which is Kenny Badenock. I always keep on thinking it sounds like a footballer, but it's a lady in government, isn't it? <laughs> She's got as well, not she? Yeah. The Raven to lead on this, okay. And this is the Ravens' report. He
3: does not wear oh, no. a. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this just gets bizarre hey, every b- week. We've got to put the sound effects in somewhere. You know what could I mean? You know, Steve, stop being childish. Isn't he so childish? No, 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 no.
2: And I know why he keeps tapping all the time. Yeah. Because that's what Ravens do when the worms come up. <laughs> uh, we don't want to see
0: his worm come up. Come on.
1: <laughs> all right, go on, Raven.
3: <laughs> Can we have some sense, please?
1: For Sense on Cheshire Matters. Huh? Yeah,
3: yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, this well. is a
3: little bit refreshing, actually, because um, you briefly mentioned this before, Kemi. Badenock, Badenock, I haven't got my glasses on, I do apologise, said the idea of teaching race ideology is absolutely terrifying. She warned that teaching black children, they are being oppressed by white peers, gives them grievance before they have even experienced it. Miss Badenock branded critical race theory morally wrong and said traditional values, there's that phrase we've repeatedly banded out on this show, should not be thrown away. Right. Now, I'm going to emphasize on that because uh, as far as I'm concerned, this country uh, is being failed by -hmm. the entire political class. Yeah, yeah. And in my view, especially the conservatives, because the conservatives, as we all seemingly understand, are there to defend our history, heritage, culture, and our traditional ways and
0: values. Indeed.
3: But my question right now is, Who is actually doing that?
0: Well, it doesn't appear to be them.
3: Well, uh, there is now increasingly calls for a return to traditional ways, if you like.
0: Well, I did see Liz Truss was saying that some of these woke issues are
1: just stupid. I saw that. Mark? I've got a way of going back to slightly the old times. Can we just get rid of equalities ministers? Yeah, get rid of those. There's no real need for them. Isn't yeah, no, t- no, absolutely yeah. not. We'd all like equality, but I'm sorry, in some aspects of life, there just isn't any. No, it's now, look, uh, look we separate people on wealth, on looks, on all kinds of things in sport, on ability, and things like that. It's ne- no one's ever going to be equal. So I think just get rid of that, I and mean, half this argument's gone, isn't it?
0: I know. I mean, you know, those things. I just don't understand why everybody else is ugly and I'm not.
1: You know, I just understand. You
0: we're
3: know, we are not going there. <laughs> uh, no, but we have said a number of times, haven't we? Repeatedly on this show that these constant battles thrown yeah. out by the left mostly yeah, um, about, you know, um, people being treated differently, the bottom line is, you know, most people in our society today don't engage in this. No. And the more you keep batting away at, you know, division, 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 and, and certain demographics allegedly are not being treated the same as others, all you're doing is actually furthering the problem.
0: Yeah, indeed. Not solving it. Well, let's wrap this one up with a final comment from Stats because it was his story, go on.
1: Yeah, it was that critical race theory nonsense. We've discussed all this, didn't we, and how, how absurd it all is and how much of a nonsense it is. Well, in actual fact, so it wasn't
0: your story. It was Steve's it story, was, but, so you know. It's
1: just good to see. There is, but I just
0: wanted to take it away from him. There is somebody
1: you know? in government <laughs> trying Yeah. That's fine.
2: Yeah, Someone, somewhere it's all designed to that way. <laughs>
0: It's all designed that way.
2: Well designed.
0: Yeah, it's a, well, it's a wonder IKEA are not selling woke. It won't be long. <laughs> You'll be able to go, uh, what would you like? Um, well, I'd like some woke furniture, please. <laughs> Have you got any woke designed furniture, I'm please? I'm going to
3: make a proposition here tonight. We should replace this woke of the week, woke the plank, and all this nonsense with
0: a British heritage feature. Well, we'll take that on board.
1: It's been missing for the last few weeks, anyway. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take that on she board. Was, she was a public figure. It just happened. It was about. So work. there it was. So that knocked was... it in anyway. Hold on. Hey, wait a minute.
0: What? The landlord speaking here. Oh, it's saying no notice. You. We've all had a few <laughs> pints
1: <laughs> with the naughty public, kids at the back of the class.
0: <laughs> public figure of the week: Kemi Badenoch, and that was the Raven. And now we're going to move on. Now, just a quickie, this one, before we go on to the shout outs and shout downs, I'd just like to introduce a meme of the week that I saw, right? and that was, uh, it was on a tweet and a guy turned around and Are he's- Are you on Twitter? I am Twitter, or as Lawrence Fox calls it, he calls it twatter- <laughs>
1: I don't know. There's another why. button to press. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, Did I don't think that. I, I, Are we just swearing here now,
1: No, we're am I, not. Am, no, I no, no, who no, no. am I the only that's, one? No, no. Am I only one doesn't that's,
0: swear? I'm just quoting what he <laughs> said, what he calls it. Okay? Kidding. But I saw this meme, and it was this guy, and he turned around and he said, I wonder. He said, over here, we watch programs like a place in the sun. Do we? A Place in the Sun. There's a program I called know, A Place joking, in the Sun, you know? <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I do. And uh, he, <laughs> he turned and he said, I wonder if people in these sunny countries like Spain watch A Place in the... <laughs> ...rain. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> found the
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, they probably don't.
0: so I wonder if they do. <laughs> so there you go. So that was my meme of the week. Okay, He's just done that to show off his new little tool. Just, how do you know I've got a little tool? Well, you know. <laughs> know. This is getting, getting a little bit too personal. What we've had on the grapevine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, okay, you know what time it is? It is... All right, and we're moving on to the shout-outs and the shout downs. And who are we gonna go with first? Okay, he's feeling a bit left out, aren't you, Steve? Am I? Well, I'm going with Mark first. Go on, Mark.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first, Steve, if you're feeling left no, out? You no, no, sure? I'm insisting that I'm going last. I'm being kind. Okay. Go ahead, Mark. Right. Well, I never thought of would... He's being
0: childish again. No, 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 no.
3: Come on, get on with it. Come on.
1: I know, we'll do it. Be quiet. <laughs> Right, quite now. <laughs> Four grown right. man, my- you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I am. What are we on? Shout-outs, that's it. Yeah, right. shout so out. I never thought I was going to give this shout-out, but it's to Russell Brand, who's been speaking truth to power recently. Mr. Brand, ooh. He's actually, been, he's actually been highlighting some interesting uh, topics, as do we on Cheshire Matters. He's been discussing the World Economic Forum, the whole COVID mess, the uh-huh. vaccines, the tyrannical mess that's just in Trudeau. He's proper based now. I mean, for someone who was li- literally spouting communist talking points a few years ago, yeah, I think he's... Uh, I he's have to make the
3: point that. here. I'm beginning to wonder if everybody's listened to this show. We've covered all these issues many yeah, times have. over way back. No,
1: it, it's just refreshing to hear someone who had total opposite viewpoints now yeah. realising it's not left, it's not right. Yeah, It's more like good and evil, right and wrong. Yeah, it's truth, more like we're tr- right. Truth and lies, up and down. Yeah, I think yeah. the whole political paradigm's shifting, so my shout-out to... Uh, Russell Brand for being well and truly over the target. You know when you're over the target because they call you a right-wing conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Well, in that case then, that's (laughs) great. So your shout-out is for Russell Brand. Truth teller, Russell Brand. Okay. Well, Trevor... Check him
0: out on YouTube. Trevor, I was going to say that you go first but Steve, it's your turn now. He wants to go last, doesn't he?
3: Right, okay. Uh, My (laughs) shout-out is to two very good friends, actually, uh, who I used to work with years ago and it's to Kirsty and Steve Francis. And uh, his wife, Kirsty. I know them both and uh, worked with them both. Lovely people. And Kirsty's battling uh, her own um, challenges with um, very serious illness. Okay. Uh, Doing a walk up uh, Movama. She's uh, uh, appealing for raising some funds for a cancer charity. And um, I'm hoping I can join them on the day. And I wish Kirsty lots of good
0: luck and a lot of support. Okay. And we're going to go on to. to the gazelle with his.
2: Yes, shadows. I'll just throw in my loony for me this week. Oh, yes, please do. Out of our manic festival, as we know.
1: <laughs> I love me this bit.
2: <laughs> so, when we get in, I'm laughing at it, I'm not ready. When we get into Parliament...
0: Again. <laughs> ain't going to happen. But, you know, you can... Go ahead. Live and dream. Go I so know Boris got in. <laughs>
2: Well, Boris got in. He? he's a, he's a, <laughs> a lunatic. It's unfair that judges and barristers should have to wear fancy dress in court so that we <laughs> laugh at them. Go on. So in the interests of equality, which is a subject we've covered tonight, in the interest of equality, we insist that everyone appearing in court should wear wigs and silly clothes. <laughs> even the criminals. Yeah. yeah, even the criminals. And that means you, Mr. Non-Leader. Now we all move on about that. <laughs> we all move on about that. Okay, all right. Oh yes. I, I just had my shout out as well. This this yes, please, lovely, go ahead. this lovely sunny weather that we're having at the moment. Yeah. My shout out is for that because my shorts are now out. Oh really? So you're wearing oh, we're shorts?
0: Okay. Don't look at his legs. <laughs> don't look at his legs.
2: <laughs>
0: Stay away. Zone. <laughs> Okay, well, we know what time it is. That time is we have come to the end of this wonderful conversation. So we're going to go with the quotes. Here we go. Who's going to go first? Go on, Steve. I'm looking at you.
2: I'll
3: go first. It's not a quote. It's a little bit of a positive, actually. Okay, go on. And I'm just simply going to encourage people, bearing in mind we're coming up to that date, that weekend for the Queen start organising your little street parties, get together, have a good time with your friends and neighbours, and start to bring a good feeling back to this country.
1: Okay, we definitely need a good feel. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, tonight I'm going to do a positive quote, and it's this. Relax and focus on the positive. Life is too short to worry about all the negative. Yeah. So switch off that legacy dinosaur media, it's all crisis, 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 and go and enjoy the weather. Yeah, enjoy the weather, I agree with that.
2: Go ahead, yeah, Trevor. No, go on, Trev. Yeah, I've got just a quote for Go ahead. I hate it, I hate it when I'm singing along to a song and the artist gets the words wrong. <laughs> I never, I that. It happens all to that. Right
0: well indeed well as is my usual i'm gonna say thank god that's all over i'm gonna use that little tool of mine more and more often you should do i'm telling you usually, I, you're, happy not with,
3: doubt. usually you're just happy with a, a cup of
2: tea
0: i know i know i'm easily pleased to be honest with you
2: uh, I think I, we could start a new, uh, a new game like it was started in Warrington. They've got their own monopoly going. Yeah. I think we we'll <laughs> press it all up and find out uh, where's Willie.
3: i tell you what, I think <laughs> we should uh, start questioning more councillors the way we have done. Well,
0: definitely. But I, I want I to... And... Off. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get practicing with my button. Off, off, off.